Okay guys, uh, for this episode I decided to go a different route. Um, firstly, I just want to say to everyone who's been following the podcast, thanks so much. Um, and also the individuals that joined me in uh, talking about their Land Rovers. And um, this episode I'm going to just quickly go through a few items and issues that I think uh, should be uh, kept in consideration when deciding to buy one of these Land Rovers. So if you've got a family member or a friend or anyone who's interested in buying one, um, maybe send or forward the podcast to them and help them to make a better decision um, or uh, a more informed in, uh, decision rather in um, deciding if they want to buy a vehicle. Um, so I've had my Series um, 3 1972 88-inch now for almost three years. And um, throughout these three years, obviously, you know, having met a lot of other individuals uh, with the same vehicles, you tend to see what, um, you know, what everyone gets when buying these vehicles. So I decided to kind of make a small list of things to, just to keep in mind. It, obviously, it's not a um, complete list because there's, I think you can go into a, a lot more detail. But I think this is the biggest issues to look out for when deciding to buy one of these vehicles. Um, when you approach one of these vehicles, um, I think patina would be probably the first thing that you would... Um, it'll catch your attention and uh, with that what I meant by I mean by that is just you know the general condition of the paintwork these vehicles are uh, predominantly made from uh, Burmabrite or kind of like aluminium um, and magnesium um, combination uh, with the exception obviously of components like the, the door frames or the the bonnet frame um, the chassis and so on so at least the outer shell is uh, all aluminium which means it doesn't really rust um, but it could um, get a kind of a condition when um, it is met with uh, mild steel so you might get this kind of moldy whitish powderish um, condition when these two metals uh, touch each other so with that said um, any scratches on or uh, um, you know a missing paint um, on these vehicles are not so much of an issue and a lot of people actually prefer or like uh, you know the look of a vehicle that has a lot of patina so um, you know so and also these vehicles you know it's super straightforward to to uh, respray them uh, many of these vehicles has been resprayed over and over so it's not as much of an issue as it would be with buying a uh, you know a newer car um, so that's something just, just uh, you know, something to not put you off from buying a vehicle when the vehicle does or might have, um, you know, paint issues. Um, then um, from the outside, I think to start with, uh, we'll move to the back of the vehicle um, and then firstly check if the vehicle has a tow hitch. Uh, if it does have one, maybe ask the owner, you know, how much towing the vehicle has done. Um, any any vehicle that's done heavy towing or excessive uh, towing uh, throughout the, the years, um, you know, obviously would need close inspection on the chassis, especially at the, on the rear. Um, things to look for on the chassis is things like rust or cracks, and uh, areas to look for obviously is places like the the outrigger or the side uh, member joints, the rear hanger brackets of the rear springs above the rear bump stop brackets, uh, the rear cross member, and then um, all along the, um, the, the chassis going forward. So um, those are just a few places to mention, but obviously, you know, in, in, uh, with some good lighting, check for hairline cracks. 
if welding has been done, it doesn't mean that the vehicle, you know, is a no-go. Uh, just make sure that it's been done by, uh, you know, a proper welder, someone who's, um, who's done a proper job. And it was not done to hide cracks or uh, breaks or whatever the case might be. Um, with that said, also, the rear cross member is, is quite the, the easy way to spot if the vehicle has been, you know, abused. Uh, regards to rust um, also another air, easy air area to check for is underneath the if you open up any of the two uh, doors uh, just check at the bottom of the frame uh, that's usually another big area for rust so um, if you're extremely lucky like me uh, you will have a galvanized chassis and everything else galvanized uh, including the door frames and the bonnet um, so um, like I said, this is just uh, two areas to check, but obviously, you know, there's uh, other small components that tends to rust as well on the vehicle. Um, also check for uh, blacked out chassis or chassis that has been painted black, um, especially if it's done recently. Um, this obviously could be a sign that things are, uh, you know, it's been painted to hide specific cracks or rust or whatever the case might be. So just be cautious of that. And, um, I think um, besides that, you know, um, I think also the way a vehicle is presented when being sold, um, you know, for me, it's always been kind of if opening up a door. If you see someone that, that has expensive seat covers in the vehicle, it means like it, it, it means to me that these people uh, or this individual at least, you know, took uh, time and effort and care of the vehicle to make sure that they, uh, they look after it. So um, whenever you open a door um, of a vehicle or a car and it has, you know, food or, or, or a lot of stains or, uh, you know, in general, it's just a mess. And this is how they present to you to potentially buy the vehicle. That's usually when I would probably just walk away. So it's the same with the chassis. You know, if it's full of mud and this guy has been, um, didn't take uh, the time to just maybe clean it up before you came. I think it's also a good indication of how we looked after the vehicle while he owned it. And, uh, you know, um, as many a times uh, you will find a lot of faults and issues with these vehicles. Um, then staying at the back, um, obviously one of the big issues with these little series Land Rovers are rear half shafts. Um, it's something that usually will occur or will break or snap. Myself, I've snapped one. Uh, and the issue is they usually tend to break off in the inside, in, uh, to, uh, inside the diff. Um, obviously, it's not something that you will be able to check when buying a vehicle, but just you, uh, keep in mind that that is a consumable that probably will happen somewhere along the line. Um, I think also um, with the consumables uh, is uh, to keep in mind things like um, the leaf springs and the bushes. Um, these are all things that will have to be uh, replaced uh, or serviced somewhere along the line. If the vehicle is sagging slightly to a side, it could be, you know, uh, um, sagging leaf springs. It could be recambered, obviously, um, so it's not too much of an issue. But, uh, you know, um, like I said, spring bushes, spring pins, uh, the leaf springs, these are all things that will eventually need replacing somewhere along the line. So if the vehicle is sagging to a side slightly, you could even use that to your advantage to try and bargain down the vehicle. Um, then if we move to the side of the vehicle, um, on the tub, on the outside, you, you will find these little dimples, a straight line running towards the front. Uh, that's the spot welds. Um, 
if you don't see them, you can probably just assume that the vehicle has been worked on and you'll probably find body filler underneath the paint. Uh, that could be questioned if it was a minor incident or accident or um, you know what the reason was that uh, there's uh, um, uh, you know been work done on the on the tub um, moving to the doors um, I think around the door area the problem is these vehicles are they are old you know they are 50 years old and um, obviously the, you will find components that's not 100% um, stock or standard so standard standard Land Rover parts. So regarding the windows, for example, I uh, the window sills that I have, it's uh, it's like a, a universal item that you can go and find uh, at some rubber store. So um, you know, depending on if it's a completely restored vehicle or not, um, and in most cases, most of us will be trying to find a bargain to usually spend some money on and you know um, get it to a condition where we. Um, that we are happy with uh, you will need to to you know replace some of these sill window sills uh, or maybe even a window or whatever the case might be so these are all again it's small issues that shouldn't kind of throw you off um, or buying one or when you are viewing one but it's things to keep in mind uh, moving to the front um, you'll find if you're standing in front of the vehicle looking towards the bonnet uh, on the wings you'll find these seams uh, where the wings been put together um, above the lights to the left and uh, to the right of the lights, you'll find a long seam running um, the length of the wing and these seams are um, should be visible uh, if not uh, you can also assume that body filler has been used or work has been done and that could also be questioned why um, obviously you know straight panels these vehicles are very simple and straightforward very small in in size so um, you know a quick walk around and you will be able to quickly pick up on dented or bent um, um, panels um, looking still looking from the front things small things like bulbs lights uh, you know broken bulbs or lights or missing bulbs and lights uh, I think it's it's not too much of an issue you know uh, there's still plenty of um, um, spares available for these type of things so um, again that could just be in your advantage to eventually bargain down the price um, and then opening the bonnet, um, for me, you know, uh, the second b biggest thing is to, to make sure that it's the original engine, not necessarily, well, maybe also, uh, you know, that the gearbox and the engine numbers and all match, but that it is the type of engine that's supposed to be in the vehicle. So obviously with these little vehicles, a very popular, uh, uh, switches something like a Toyota engine or something like a Suzu or some diesel engine or some uh, newer model engine uh, that's been replaced um, into into the um, into the vehicle. Um, and in which case, you know, that will I will also immediately walk away due to the fact that uh, you know these vehicles are kind of a collector's item and you want it in a, uh, as much as a original state as possible. So, um, you know, having to deal with a completely different engine is, uh, is not something that um, I was looking for. I was looking for something that was stock standard, basically. So, uh, two and a quarter petrol uh, is the one that I've got. Um, and then also, um, luckily for me, I had the, you know, the original uh, air filter, um, the oil bath air filter. Um, there's a Weber carburetor on it. Um, but anyway, um, just to get an idea, uh, just to make sure that, you know, most of the components in the engine bay is standard. If there's things missing, 
maybe like the air filter uh, and it's been replaced by a pan in filter it could be you know for fuel consumption or whatever the case might be um, if things has been um, you know uh, if it's got a different distributor these are all again things that shouldn't um, break a, a, a um, or a change your decision to buy a specific vehicle um, but um, you know, just to make sure that most of the uh, most of the components in the engine is kind of uh, you know what it should be. Uh, and luckily for these little vehicles, you know, there's so little that goes into these uh, engine bays that it's, uh, it's 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 a very quick glance, at least from that perspective. Um, then, if you go um, around and you actually open up the driver's side door. Um, the bulkhead is obviously not gal my gal my bulkhead is not galvanized. Um, so if you're lucky enough to find one galvanized, it's a bargain. If not, look out for rust, especially on the driver's side door. Uh, these vehicles tend to leak in rain water, um, and it tends to puddle or settle around the footwell on the driver's side and on the passenger side. Um, so in the corners, you'll find you usually find rust spots, and like I also said, under the door sill or frame you'll also find um, uh, uh, rust so those are two areas to check um, also behind the dash you'll find areas where the dash tends to rust um, so these are just things to keep in mind uh, obviously you know to to replace a uh, bulkhead you need to split the the gearbox um, so it's a quite a uh, quite a bit of work to to get that bulkhead out of there again um, so that's the bulkhead um, with the with the gears obviously if you take the vehicle for a drive um, go through all the gears make sure they work make sure they don't jump out of uh, overrun especially on first and second uh, it could be something simple like a spring but it could also be worn cogs so um, you know it could it could be something simple, it could be something serious. Um, so just check all the gears. Uh, in addition to that, if it has something like an overdrive, it's also a bonus. Uh, make sure the overdrive work. Um, and also keep in mind that overdrive uh, should only be used on the highway and um, not when you know going off-road or uh, using four-wheel drive. Um, with four-wheel drive in mind, um, if it has free uh, freewheeling hubs, it's also a bonus, in my opinion. Um, it also just means that maybe the front axle has not worked as hard as the back axle due to the fact that there's been uh, spooling, uh, free spooling. So um, that's a nice little addition for, that I think it's uh, that makes a little bit of a difference. Um, uh, and then just small things: check the brakes, make sure the brakes are working. Um, check the the front balls to make sure they are not pitted. Um, you could probably re-chrome them or just replace them um, but we'll get to that a little bit later and then um, I think that's kind of the biggest things um, you know obviously when you're taking this for a drive make sure that um, you know it's not smoking especially not blue smoke because that could be uh, worn valves uh, it could be a serious um, you know it could mean a, a potential um, Re uh, or opening of the head um, so if it is you know smoking if it's black smoke it could be um, rich uh, just running rich but with blue smoke it could be that um, it could be uh, um, uh, potential issues if it's kind of a um, um, 
if it, I think, in my opinion, you know, that will probably be a deal breaker to a degree, uh, unless you can bargain down the price. Um, I, but I think that's where I will kind of, uh, you know, halt everything. Um, but besides and beyond that, um, you know, nice things to have, like I said, is if you have galvanized components like a galvanized doors or bonnets or, um, a, uh, you know, aluminum hardtop. Uh, the overdrive is a bonus the freewheeling hubs is a bonus um, I think if you've got a heater matrix that's a bonus um, so there's a few things that you can kind of look for that um, um, you know dual tanks are a bonus so um, those are things to look out for when buying uh, sometimes a lot of times people don't know what they're actually selling um, which was exactly what I had in my case. The guy was actually unaware that the vehicle was completely galvanized and that was never taken in consideration. Same with the overdrive um, that was installed on the vehicle. So um, I kind of got mine for a bonus due to that fact. Um, then, um, you know, if, if you want to go through the bearings, you can jack up each wheel at a time and then holding the vehicle at 6 and 12 o'clock, you can wiggle it and see if there's any movement. Uh, movement will, show, will dictate or indicate um, uh, bearings, potential bearing issues. Again, not an issue. It's anyway something that will be done uh, or uh, would need replacing somewhere along the time as, and seen as a consumable. Um, and I think that's basically the biggest things that I could think of uh, on the top of my head um, when I bought mine. Um, when you, when you, you settle actually on the vehicle and you decide to buy it, um, a few things that I would definitely do um, as soon as I get back home, um, I will definitely resp uh, replace the spark plugs. Um, regardless of how new the, the current ones are, it's not a very uh, expensive um, exercise and it just gives a lot of peace of mind. Uh, another few things I think uh, that makes a big difference to just replace because of it being inexpensive is uh, the solenoid. I've had a lot of issues on my ignition system with my Landy. Um, a lot of times, you know, the solenoid is not necessarily the issue, but it's all in that system. So um, I would say replace the solenoid, replace the condenser and points if you're not running electronic ignition. Um, and also keep maybe a, a, a set or two of points um, as a spare. Um, I will also replace all the fuel filters. Uh, you'll be surprised how um, some people tend to forget about some inline fuel filters, especially underneath the vehicle. Um, I will definitely, you know, um, service the carburetor and then also um, set the car properly. Um, I will set the timing, reset the timing on the engine again. Um, I will obviously replace all the coolant in the vehicle, all the oils, and I'll probably just, I'll bleed the brakes as well. So these are a few things, very simple things, um, that could also kind of, you know, uh, cleverly be worked into your ne negotiation for, for the price, um, if those things have not been done for a while. But nonetheless, um, you know, I think those are a few things to do, and it will make a massive difference in how the vehicle will uh, will drive eventually when you own it. Um, with that said, I think um, 
um, you know, having owned the vehicle uh, for almost three years now, um, my biggest uh, uh, area of of issues was the high and low tension circuits. So any everything from the starter, uh, including the distributor, the alternator, um, the earthing, the dis- uh, like I mentioned the solenoid, um, all of that, and then obviously going to your uh, distributor he- um, cap and into the plugs, all the way to your spark plugs, all of that. Um, and obviously that's another thing I'll also actually replace is the spark plug leads. Um, that's in my opinion where 90% of my issues has been in the last three years. I've blown a head gasket um, a week after buying the vehicle, but I assume that was because my vehicle was standing in storage for quite a long time. And then when I decided to do my first road trip with it on the way back home, I blew it, I blew a, a, a head gasket between cylinder three and four. So uh, that was quite a big learning curve. Uh, but that's something I could not, um, uh, that's something I kind of probably expected, but also couldn't really, um, you know, you can't um, um, really go through that when, when considering to buy a vehicle. Um, I, like I said, I did um, snap a half shaft once uh, from stupidity. Um, and then, um, you know, if, if you've got the money or time, um, I will definitely go through the alternator and the starter. Um, those are two things that um, have quite important jobs on the vehicle. And then also the water pump is also something I've replaced, but that's also maybe something to keep in mind. Um, besides that, like I said, the carburetor, if you give the carb a good clean, uh, that should be good as gold. Um, and I think that's about it. That's um, what I would recommend going through for for uh, buying a little series Land Rover. Um, it's obviously um, an amazing vehicle to to own. We've mentioned this now so many times on the podcast before. Um, so yeah, if you think uh, if you know of anyone who might uh, you know use this information, send it uh, to them. And uh, again, thanks so much for following and supporting the little podcast um, and hope to bring you plenty more.